J.T. Crowley is talking books. On this show, you'll hear from emerging talent and seasoned veterans from around the world. They'll give you their take on the writing process and how to create the secret sauce of page-turning deliciousness. Let's get into that magical mixture of the art and science of creativity. Here's J.T. Crowley, author of The Smart Kids and your podcast host. Hello, everyone. I'm J.T. Crowley, and today I have another interesting author for you with another captivating book. John Omar Vieira lives in London in the United Kingdom. His book, Saved from Dementia, was published in 2018. The first part of the book falls under the heading, My Life. And when you look at the book, you can clearly see why. The second but much shorter section titled My Freedom, again, pretty much reflects John's life from the other side, as if he's been released from some, if not of all of his inner struggles from his former days. John was born in 1970 in a small village in Guyana in Latin America. He came to the United Kingdom when he was six years old. His childhood years were not idyllic due to varying circumstantial factors. His troubles, issues carried on into his adolescence years and early 20s. He was often in trouble with the law, stealing to fund his drug and alcoholic-related addictions. He had periods of homelessness, which exacerbated the whole situation. And so the vicious spiraling cycle continued. John often thought he had mental health issues, but did anybody take him seriously? His family, his friends? Probably not. They probably walked away. But it was the Christian faith of the Christian science church that John turned to. That's what saved him. And it was this Christian science face that caught his attention. And it was his understanding of the Christian science. And in particular, a book. A book written by Mary Baker Eddy. Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures. That's the book that caught his imagination. And that made him start to follow the Christian science faith. So, and that faith has served him well then and today and saved him from dementia. Not dementia as the terms that we all understand it, but dementia what he thinks and understands as his dementia in his life. So let's ask him to join me so that we can get a further insight into this unusual visionary book of his and why he felt compelled to write it. John Vieira, come and join me. Thank you, John. Thank you for having me on the show. John, it's a huge privilege to have you on the show. Your book is fascinating. It enthralled me. It captured my um, thoughts. And I found it very eye-opening. But I want to ask you a few questions, if you don't mind, John, so that the listeners and the readers uh, who will be tuning into this can get an understanding and insight into you, your life, and your book, and why you wrote it. John, in the first part of the book, which you head up my life, and in many ways, this book is about your life and your Christian understandings. For you, this faith organization saved you from continuing down that path of destruction. So I want to go to the area in your book under number three, John, 
a brief personal history where you touch upon your childhood, adolescence, early adult years. You also talk about your um, your highly academic uncle, Zach, the troubles you got into with the police, you shoplifted, you cheated, saw yourself as a little villain, stole to fund your opium habits. Life was not good for you in those days. Would you care to let us into your life here, John, into this book? Would you care to share your formative years and tell us why you wrote this book and why you led that life? Well, um, I, I wrote the book for a, um, a wider audience. For something that affects our longevity and mental health, as integral as that, practically affects everybody on the face of the planet. It could be anybody. It just so happened that I wasn't born in the United Kingdom. I was an immigrant child, uh, which had an impact severely, especially life in London. So, so what, what I just think, what I had to get used to that, uh, if you like, uh, by naturalization, because of course I entered the UK on the Guyanese citizenship. So it's through the vicissitudes within the emphasis of the developments and the exchange, because I hadn't received British status until my late teens. So by then, all the opportunities had gone. Hmm. So life was very challenged for you as a young person, as a child. Um, so is that the listeners, readers can get an understanding here. Um, I don't want to trample on, you know, why you went down that route of, you know, the addictions the, um, and the life that you led. Do you think it was um, a mental illness that you had that formed the basis of that lifestyle at the, that time of your life, John? Well, well, I think it was leading up to mental illness. There was a reputation ahead of me. You've got to understand I was only six years old when I arrived into the UK. Mm. And then, of course, I went to school in the whole neighbourhood. Nobody called me John, which is my Christian name. and Everybody called me Omar. And they immediately thought, well, this, you know, it's a filthy stinking rich Arab or Asian or Indian. Uh, yeah. And, and that ostracised me from society for fear of becoming too powerful. And, and and that's what really happened at school, because it happens at school. You're a school leaver. If you don't have social mobility, you, you're forced into unemployment and drugs and criminal behavior and all those things that yeah, 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 have you uh, uh, arrested and taken to prison. And you've got to understand this is also on a Guyanese citizenship. There's no British status. I, I don't have that uh, um, at, at that time um, satisfaction. It is through the vicissitude within naturalization. Uh, so that has got much more to do with the, as I say in the book, the Omar angle of incidents rather than uh, the, 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 the Christian uh, John. 
You which talk is bloody... about yeah, you do. You talk about um, people addressing you as Omar in the um, beginning of the book. Yeah, and I get the idea, the perception that you were not too keen on that. Well, no, I, I wasn't. I mean, you know, that was to satisfy my mother's. Uh... Between my my father and my mother, I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, he married a Muslim lady. I mean, she, her family were Muslims, and his mother was Indian. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, that was much more to do with his, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, personal well-being, you know, it was his second wife. Yeah, you know what I mean. He, he had, yeah. had the privilege of a of a first English wife, and yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he went on to uh, um, satisfy his, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Lifestyle. Of course, your mother had Mongolian um, ancestry, didn't she? Yeah, as a Khan. Yeah. It's Khan. You know, your mother came from a fascinating uh, background, as far as yeah. I can see. Yeah. And so, and so, they, and so that, that, that's, that's where the Omar uh, sort of nickname arrived. <laughs> It was what well, was my middle name, but it was more of a nickname. Yeah. It was family orientated. It went in the family, yeah, you know. But then, of course, they they didn't keep it just in the family. The, the, the whole community neighborhood <laughs> knew. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, school, I do. I do. Everybody, yeah. everybody practically knew, knew Omar. Everybody. Yeah. I'm intrigued, John, to where did you discover this book about Mary Baker Eddy, you know, which led you into this Christian science faith? Well, well you Tell see, me. My, my mother was a Muslim when, before she married my father, and then she converted to, because my father was a Catholic, yeah? But she converted, right. to, Christ, she, she converted to Christianity. So up until then, the first few years I arrived into London, we were going to the the Christian Church of England. Mm-hmm. That's where my mother used to take us. But then she was introduced to Christian Science by some 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 so lady. That's the link, right? Yeah, she, my, my my mother was introduced to Christian Science. And then, of course, she took us children to Sunday school, and that's how I got how I attended Sunday school in Christian Science. And so it wasn't until. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had faced those hardships in in in, in society and the community that I went back to the the, the faith. What 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 it, I was taught as a child in in, in the Church of Eleventh Church of Christ Scientist London, which was at, at the time in 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 um, um, Marble Arts Central London. The, the, the church that was built in the 1920s and it's been since moved to King's Cross uh, was sold to um, Sylvia Young Theatre School bought it uh, Sylvia yeah. Young bought the church now, now, now the church is in King's Cross I wonder what the link was I thought you know I'm going to ask him everybody um, now I get it so yeah. that's where you read the book and yeah. that's where you not only going from your Sunday school, but where you started to read into more of the faith that means yes. so much to you today. Yes, yes. That was it. And that was the faith, and that is still is the faith that supports yes. you throughout every single day of your life. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. Got it. Do you know, 
When I look at your book, John, you know, further on in the book, I want to go to, um, you know, from sections 11 to 14, you opted for short essays. Yeah. And I thought, he's gone here from talking about himself, you know, his personal history. Um, he's gone from talking about all sorts of different things. And here we go from sections, uh, sections 11 to 14, short essays. Why did you go for short essays here as opposed to going from like chapters? Well, well because the, the, the clarification purposes were to purify and elevate the environment um, by way of a more co- coherent cognitive cognate way forward uh, for the purposes of illustration. Because at the time I, I was, I was uh, in, in dialogue with senior consultants senior psychiatric consultants. And I, I needed that clarification. And, and short essays were, were, did it for me. Right. Because when we look at these short essays, you've um, put them under four. You've got section one. You've got short essays one, short essays two, short essays three, short essays four. Yeah. So let's look at these short essays, John, if that's okay with you. Under your short essays, um, in short essays one, you've got what I've determined as topics. You've got 15 topics, as far as I can understand. So I'd like to go to three of those topics, in those viewpoints, so as to give the listeners a flavor of what you're saying. Because we can't go into all 15, everybody. We'd be here all day. (laughs) And we've got lots more to talk about. So can we go to, John, communication, Mm. rule of law, and schizoaffective disorder? Can you talk to us about why you put those short essays in around those subjects, those three well, subjects? Well, cu- well, communication, because information is a global issue, which is now becoming more and more of a no human interface and the type of creativity that we as human beings possess. Uh, and and what, what is it that we call, uh, we're trying to determine the responsiveness and the intervention so that's why I included communication. Do you think communication, John, is important in um, faith, communicating to others? Yes, it, it's your personal communion with, with, with the Almighty God in your faith, whatever faith you belong to. But it, it does pl- play and take a role in, 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 with others in, in integration, integration with, with, with the rest of the community. So what about the rule of law in this section, John? Uh, because of the exploitation and violation of principle, John. Right. Uh, and my diagnosis is secondary to the facts. The rights to employment, rights to decent education, the religious worship, and as to the reasons why I shouldn't have them available, as a, sooner rather than later, the school leaver, social mobility, the government, socioeconomic, political, contemporaneity at the time, in, 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 in democracy, in, in part of the type of government we, we all live in in England. 
So I get that. What about, so the third one, the Shizu affective disorder? It's because there's no need to interfere with religious worship in questioning the validity of the rejection of sickness and in establishing in principle a more substantive claim for individual and collective models of excellence. Uh, in promise fulfilled by a self-existing God and his creation are, are questionable uh, validity, the feasibility in explanations to the um, religious worship, the practical demonstrable science that, that is presented. So, 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 so it needs to be practical in, in answering all those questions. Uh, so, 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 so that might be mistaken for a schizoaffective disorder. And you, you, you've got to understand all these questions are presented to me, the young man in question, who's actually uh, receiving care, psychiatric care in the community. Yeah. These topics that you talk about in your short essays, they're very important to you, aren't they? They are. This is what you are all about. Yeah. And that's why you're putting them in this book of yours, aren't you? Well, I've got to present it, John, to a wider audience. They, 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 this information Absolutely. needs to be disclosed. It needs to be, needs to be disclosed. And at the time, you, you know, one might argue that, you, you know, during the adolescence and all those uh, criminal behaviours and, and drug and alcohol addiction and all those things, yeah, yeah, it wasn't available, John. That information hadn't been available. Mm. That's the significance. Yeah, I get that. Let's go to, John, your short essays, two. Now, you've got six viewpoints here. Let's have a look at the first one. And I thought, wow, this is powerful. And I thought, shall I choose another one within these viewpoints here? But I thought, no, I'm just going to stick with this one. And, of course, this is sin. And... You know, however the culprit has put together the perfect alibi, this is what you talk about in this essay here, this short essay, you say, however the culprit has put together the perfect alibi, knowing all too well he or she has instigated and encouraged criminal behaviour. And I thought, this is an interesting thought. This is an interesting message here. Yes, it is. What's your viewpoint? Why did you put this in? I did because it is to that extent the um, society's in elite manipulation. Okay, it's their sense of justification in the world of consumerism and single market economic theory. It's a competitive analysis used for um, the invaluable transition as well as the uh, uh, change in objectivity personal well-being, self-esteem, and cultural scholarly attainments. Hmm. That's an interesting viewpoint. That's, you know, 
I, you know, you were born in 1970, John, yes. And so when you were in your um, early teens, we were talking the 1980s. And you're absolutely right. What's available then or wasn't available and is now is completely different. And there's a lot more support for um, people who um, faced the issues that you faced, the mental issues that you faced now than was then. Yeah. And you're probably thinking, if I had the support that's available now, then I might not have gone down the path that I did. Am I right? Yeah. It is a bit hypothetical, John, but of course... I know, uh, the hypothetical. This, this is the availability, John. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's, it's London life. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. It's life in London. It's hard going. Yeah, oh, yeah, the streets yeah. of London aren't always paved with gold, are they? Absolutely, absolutely. So... Let's take the listeners and the viewers, John, to your short essays in number three. Now, number three, the short essays in number three and in number four, you've got, these are the the big sections in the book because within each section of three and four, the short essays, you've got 32 intriguing topical discussions as far as I can see. So, I've picked out one in each section. So in the short essays, three, can we talk about fallacy? Now, here you talk about being saved from an an awful dilemma. Why have you put fallacy in here? There's no span of attention to deride my senses for disbelief, John. Mm-hmm. And that's the lost within the occultism, the vain philosophy, the Omar distortion of reality, the plans to uh, exclude me as John. Hmm. That's the fallacy. Right. Where did you feel so strongly about that, that you needed to put this in the book? I did. Because I think it's a powerful short essay, to be honest with you. I did. And I picked another one, um, short essay, in section four. Yeah. Infallibility. Now, <laughs> now I picked this quite deliberately mm. because, you know, I'm very proud to say that I'm a Roman, practicing Roman Catholic. And, of course, the head of the Roman Catholic Church is the Pope. And there are many within that church or this church who say that the Pope is infallible and that is part of his doctrine. So I thought I'm going to ask this because you say from your own experience that it is true to say that infallibility does not necessarily belong into the hands of those who claim to have a monopoly. Yes, absolutely. Embellish us here. Pardon? And broaden, embellish here. Well, well, well I say that uh, because uh, the, 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 the nature of the investigation, if you like, is, is, 
invented or created for lazy fear. So, 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 so the, the, the answer surrounding monopolization, the nature of the transaction, exploited socioeconomic dependency, all of which is misconstrued and manipulated for pecuniary gain, for pecuniary gain, the value and the inability to be wrong so that you're not short of a penny job. It's common sense. So do you think the Pope is infallible? I do. Why? Well, not only because he's the head of the Roman Catholic Church, because he, he's, he's embodied the, the, the Christ. I mean, you know, that's his papal crown job. My father was the Roman Catholic John. Mm. I understand that. Because this is important to you, isn't it? Yeah. And this is why you're putting all these issues, all these topics into this, what I can see as an amazing book. Yeah. And that's why I just want to briefly touch on some of the aspects of your book, just to give people a flavor of what you and this book is about. I want to go now, John, if you don't mind, I want to turn to part two. Now, in the book, everybody, part one makes a fair share of the book. Part two is probably about no more than 20-odd pages. But you had this section up, John, as my freedom. Yeah. And within these few remaining pages of 20 or so, you talk about progress, healing, arguments, parentage drugs enslavement, incurability, insanity, poverty, morality, treatment and conclusion. And within each subject matter, you seem to find a biblical reference to support your thinking. Tell us all about why this part two of your book, which you headed up, My Freedom, is so important to you because I think this is you coming out the other end. Well, it's, it's my church. It's my faith. It's the Bible, the Christian science textbook. Yes. It's, it's, it's the healing arguments against the only suggestions, not facts. The correlative divine science, John, this, this is, this is the, where it really matters. Our mutual relationship corresponding to spiritual connection and communion. Mind and consciousness, consciousness are in control, governing the body's feeling and action in harmony with the God's law, a higher external law. And effectively, that's the references I've made in reciprocity that denotes one's understanding in circulation. Mm. This, I know I've said this several times, but this is important to you, isn't it? All this is all about you and what's important to you, John Ermott Vieira. Yeah. How long did it take you to write this book, John? Six years. Because it was published in 2018, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, it took me another two years to get to the publishers, but I started in 2012. I finished in 2016, but it took me two more years to, to go to press, which is 2018. So that was 2012, six years, six years. Did you enjoy writing the book? I did. I loved it. Did you gain 
Um, any personal experiences? Did you draw any personal conclusions from it yourself as you researched all this? I had a dear friend, which is an English professor, Dr. Blanford, as well as an English professor, physicist. He was a physicist, uh, as well as a, a Christian scientist who asked me to come and paint his house. And I had no idea that I was studying at the time <coughs> computer literacy, not too far from where he lived in the city of London. And so I went and I painted this house for him. And this man was a, a genius. And I began to feel it, the work as, as a Christian science practitioner that, 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 entails a, that entails a Christian science practitioner uh, 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 that was life-changing for me. If you ever meet these people, if you ever meet these people, they're Christian scientists. That's what you call them, Christian scientists. Yes. They're devoted, they're devoted pra practitioners in the healing message of, of the Christ. Do you learn a lot from the Christian science community? I do. I have the literature in my house in front of me right here, right beside me, if you want me to read any part of it. Yeah, you know, I can, I can read any part of it right now to you. Let's just stick to the book, John, yeah. Okay, okay. Do you want to, um, because I, you're passionate about what you do and, this book, you're passionate about it. You're passionate about the Christian science faith. And this is why this book is a spiritual book about the life and times of John Irma Vieira. Yeah. This is that the nub of it, everybody. I'm intrigued, John, as to um, where are you on your own life journey at the moment? And does your Christian science faith still play a significant role in your life? Does it support you in your daily ambitions? Yes, it does. I attend the church. I attend the church and the meetings every mid middle of the week. And it helps keep me well. And I'm waiting now to sign off Social Security benefits so I can finally get paid <laughs> hopefully from the royalties if it gets into the right hands that sort of thing sure uh, so i don't need social services intervention anymore i've told the doctors i don't need the medication i've been healed but of course they've insisted that i, I continue with the depot antipsychotic injection and prescribed medication now, now i want to make it clear to them uh, once i have the financial leg and that's that's what's needed here so that's what i'm praying for What's next for you? What in the world of literacy? Are there any more books in the pipeline? Well, it's too early to say because, of course, if there's, if there's any more, it'd have to be from, from sort of a, a follow-on to this book, which is more or less uh, having to do with reinstated or redefining my status as a normal, natural, normal, healthy individual. So it'd be a follow-up to what I've already written. Well, more to do with my faith. Would you enjoy writing that book, a new book? I would. Why don't you do it? I've started already, John, to be honest, but... Yeah, 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 yeah. I can be very direct in my questions, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've signed a few, uh, you know, a few, few, few bits and pieces here and there, but it's just early days yet. 
I'm trying to say to you, just get on and do it. <laughs> because yeah. when I looked at the book, you know, and I, I say it in the written introduction, it's exquisitely written, John. It really is. It's it's literature at its best. Thank you, John. And I can say no more about that. Because those that last those few words say it all. Thank you. John, where can people get your book? They can get it at Amazon.com or they can go to the publishers, which is exlibuspublishing.co.uk. John Vieira, thank you very much for coming on the show today. It's been a real eye-opener and I've enjoyed every bit of it and I've thoroughly learnt, enjoyed, uh, I'm intrigued about your lifestyle, your spiritual life, and it's been a true um, insight, which I have thoroughly enjoyed. So I want to say thank you to you. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm JT Crowley. And as I say at the end of most of my podcasts, thanks for listening, watching, wherever you are in the world. So until next time, stay safe.